Loitering in Wonderland Studios presents NyQuil and Cocaine, a face-off novelization. Chapter 6, Time-Bending Witch. The cops point their guns at the airplane while taking positions behind the cop cars. One renegade policeman jumps on the wings of the plane. Sean Archer? Finally. We see a close-up of Cage's Chinese wall guns being grabbed. I will assume this is Caster Choi grabbing his own guns because I can't allow the theory that two people in the world have guns this hideous. Cage does more slow-motion magic as he jumps out of the plane and shoots the renegade cop in the chest. All this build-up to Sean Archer and he's dead in seconds? He falls on the hood of his own car and dies like a bitch. How did he get so many awards when his tactics are this cavalier? Cage continues to fall in slow motion while cops run at him in regular speed. He shoots another cop that was stupid enough to not take cover. Pollux Troy sheepishly peeks out of the airplane door and starts firing off a machine gun. Travolta runs around like he's at recess before jumping out of the trunk of a car and running half the length of it like he's a seasoned running back. When he's above the blue and red lights, he stops to fire off a couple of rounds at Pollux, who is now doing his own slow motion dive out of the airplane. Apparently, the slow motion superpower runs in the Troy family. Maybe they were cursed by a time-bending witch as their backstory? We may never know. Multiple cops start to fire at Pollux, and he does a tiny freakout maneuver, which makes it look like the only bullets coming at him are the ricochets of his own panic bullets. The shootout continues as Cage steps up from behind his cover and blows the ear off a cop. Freak accident, or did Cage just really hate this cop's ear? It seemed too perfect to be an accident. This cop also looks like the same character as Sean Archer. Maybe Archer survived, and right as he stood up, his ear was blown clean off? The movie won't tell me, so I'll just assume this is the same person. Archer falls to the ground in pain, and Nurse Margaret Cho is there to help him. Caster yells out, Pollux, in his slow-motion curse just before Travolta shoots the nozzle off something explosive with a perfectly placed bullet. Is there nothing his character can't do, other than fully become Sean Archer? Travolta's partner attacks Pollux, who is so caught off guard that he turns into a stunt double before action superstar Margaret Cho kicks him in the chest. Cage shoots a cop and steals his shotgun. He whips around and fires his gun at another cop who is running directly at him. The cop is to Cage's right, and Cage fires the gun slightly to the right, but the cop is thrust back in an insane, illogical direction. This shotgun is another in a long line of magically cursed items in this movie. Cage turns around to see Pollux being arrested. We have no sense of space, so either he's two feet away from the arrest or he's at the back of the warehouse. We simply cannot know. Pollux whimpers out, Cass, in the most pathetic, childlike tone. For sure, Pollux has soiled himself again. Travolta and his men enter the hangar and we just cut to a blue lit tunnel. No clue where we are now. Is the scene over already? As the camera pans to the left, it stops on a severe close-up of Cage's eyes reminding me of Apocalypse Now. Travolta is now alone despite being with his team seconds ago. Cage empties the loudest gun magazine in history. The sound of it hitting the concrete floor is almost deafening. Travolta hears the sound and stumbles around like he's lost in a pitch black haunted house attraction. Travolta finally finds someone, but it's one of his own fellow officers. For no reason he yells, Berkeley down! Berkeley is obviously confused, so he turns around to see why he's being yelled at to get down. Cage hears all of this, so he shoots Berkeley in the chest. Travolta lowers Berkeley to the ground and fires off a couple of shots back at Cage. Or at nothing. We have no frame of reference as to where these two characters are in relation to each other. It should also be noted that Travolta just got a man killed. Cage didn't seem particularly interested in Berkeley until Travolta clued him into his location. Travolta throws Berkeley's body to the ground like it's garbage. The man could still be alive. Travolta is simply too disinterested in saving the life of a man he just got shot. Cage shoots more bullets somewhere off screen and we see Travolta tumble around like it's still recess. Travolta runs up and surprises another agent by yelling, DOWN! directly into his ear. Again, this clues Cage to the location of another cop. At this point, I have to really begin considering the possibility that Travolta's character is really working for Cage. The only arrest that has taken place was done without Travolta being present, and the only death inside the hangar so far was as a direct result of Travolta helping Cage. We do not see the second cop get killed after Travolta smashes him into the pavement, but we also do not see the cop get back up afterward. 
We will have to decide ourselves the fate of this man. Cage and Travolta exchange bullets and we realize that every single item in this airport hangar is coated in something that makes even the cardboard boxes explode with tiny sparks. Cage switches out his magazines again, but this time there is no audible noise as the magazines hit the concrete. Travolta hides behind some boxes as Cage reveals his newest superpower, the ability to bend time and space. Cage is magically on top of a stack of boxes and he has the draw on Travolta. Travolta runs away and shoots a chain so it will pull him up to Cage's level because he does not possess that particular superpower, so a chain will have to do the heavy lifting. Not sure how Travolta's character knew the chain would automatically retract back to the ceiling, but goddammit it worked. Cage jumps down onto a loose airplane wing and slides down it while slaughtering yet another police officer that Travolta forced into the path of a NyQuil and cocaine tornado. Some random gunfire apparently hit a button on a random panel and made a loose engine start up. Travolta and Cage finally embrace as they point their guns at each other's heads. It is an awkward gun hug from behind. They both let the other person know that their respective guns only have one bullet left. For no reason, the two men proceed to have a slow motion dance with their guns as they spin around before deciding the dance has come to an end. Cage proceeds to offer terrorism work to Travolta, who I was already under the impression of being a terrorist mole in the FBI, but maybe I was wrong. Or even maybe-er. This was a bit of acting on the part of Castor Troy in case Travolta's men were nearby and can hear them. Although if they were nearby, we all know Travolta would be tackling them so they can become Castor's next victim. They both yell the word fuck at each other, so it really makes the whole butt usage from before even more confusing. Cage also says that he's about to unleash the biblical plague that Hele deserves. Not sure who Hele is, but I will assume he's talking about the bomb he planted in the missile silo from the church scene. Cage insults Travolta some more before asking if his daughter Janie is ripening by now. He also calls her a peach. Wait, I'm starting to think his fruit-eating stamina really isn't about actual fruit. Cage barks like a seal before pulling the trigger on his empty gun, which should be exciting, but just makes me realize Travolta is shitty at guessing how many bullets are in guns. Cage gives up when he puts the barrel of Travolta's gun to his own head and gets on his knees. Cage starts to sing a song to Travolta while slowly grabbing a knife from behind his back. Travolta just lets him obviously grab a weapon because Travolta is fucking garbage at his job. Cage is very romantic. First he went dancing with Travolta, and now he's singing to him. We cut to the Eye of Sauron for a second before getting back to Cage making his move on Travolta with the knife. Travolta kicks the knife out of Cage's ring-covered hand and magically turns into a stunt double to kick Cage in the chest. Cage stumbles in the path of the engine and someone punches a random button on the panel that makes the engine go in the hyperdrive. It immediately throws Cage down the long blue-lit corridor that gave us editing whiplash moments earlier. He smashes into a metal fence and falls to the ground. Seems to me if the wind was strong enough to carry the grown man down the corridor, it would be strong enough to keep his body held against the fence, but instead he just drops. A hand enters frame to smash the emergency shutoff button. We don't know who is pushing these buttons, but they are good at randomly punching buttons. We see Cage, who appears to have enjoyed the ride and the subsequent concussion it undoubtedly caused. Travolta and his magically appearing partner rush down the corridor. At this point, I'm beginning to consider his partner as imaginary. I don't recall anyone but Travolta having any interaction with the man. We will put another pin in this issue and get back to it later. Travolta stares at Cage like he just lost his lover. It goes on way too long and Travolta seems entirely too sad about the whole thing. Could also be blue balls. After a man takes you out dancing and serenades you, you expect certain things. Then when they up and die on you, it's frustrating. I've been there, sir. I've been there. Not just the blue balls part. I mean this exact same thing. Airport, shootout, engine, death by fence, blue balls. Oh, I've been there. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. If you somehow managed to enjoy this little shit show you're listening to or watching, go to these links here. Or not. It, it doesn't matter. But, but try. Just try a little, you know. Put it put it on your agenda, your checklist. Do your two things. I'd appreciate it. I work so hard on these. I work harder than John Woo did on Face Off.